On your journey through life, you are the hero. There are times, however, when it is beneficial to have an advisor to guide you along your path. Welcome to the Smart Money Simplified Podcast with Brent Mikosh, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Investment Management Analyst, and Co-Founder of MP Advisors, LLC. In this podcast, we provide you with financial clarity so that you have the tools to live your best life. Listen in as Brent guides you through creative solutions to various financial problems that business professionals, young adults, and retirees commonly face to make their money work. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Smart Money Simplified with Brent Mikosh. If you have not heard the first podcast, last podcast was Brent's inaugural podcast. That's where you got to know a little bit about him and his history and, and him personally. Uh, it was a great podcast, which actually led to this one. I wanted to know, what does it look like if somebody's listening to these podcasts and they, they decide to make that phone call, call in and talk to somebody at the office or they email in, uh, because we're going to give contact information at the end of each podcast. And Brent was uh, good enough to say, yeah, let's do it. So that's what this podcast is all about. Brent, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic. It is good to be back with you. I'm so thankful that you've decided to put this together. I know that working with uh, different advisors over the years and, and just also having lots of friends and family that have always not sure what an advisor truly does, one of the biggest hurdles is actually just picking up the phone because people don't know, well, what are they going to ask me? What are they going to want to know? Are they going to try to sell me something? Blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing is that everybody, in my opinion, needs somebody in their life that can help them with their planning, that can help them with their finances, because what you do, you've got advanced education for. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do this myself, right? So getting people over that hurdle, I think, is important. So this is what we're going to talk about today. What does it look like to engage you and your team from day one? So let me ask that question right off the bat. If somebody's listening to this podcast and they say, I want to call and talk to Brent, and they call in, what happens? When someone calls our office, usually it's going to be Taylor that answers the phone. Uh, it could be Andy or it could be Caleb, but it's most often going to be Taylor. And we have a lot of people calling for a lot of different reasons. Uh, some people that we do business with personally, and most of the people are people that are doing business with us. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's she's sort of the gatekeeper. She's the person that's uh, that's going to ask uh, what, what the purpose of the call is. And if it turns out that it's someone that's been either referred to us or perhaps someone that heard this podcast, uh, she's going to get them most likely to Kayla after that. Maybe to me, but most likely to Kayla. Okay. And, and, and so what is Kayla going to do? Kayla and I work together with a lot of clients. Uh, Kayla, like me, is also a certified financial planner. And so normally, sometimes we might get a call in from somebody that it's just a, it's a question. They might, have, they might have heard this podcast. They might know someone that works with us closely. They might have a one-off financial question that they're just looking maybe for a little bit of advice on. And mm -hmm. you know, we're happy to answer those questions if we can. And, and Kayla's a really good person to do that. She's got, she's got an excellent depth of knowledge, and she, she knows her stuff quite a bit as well. And if after that conversation, if it turns out that, that we need to uh, dig in a little bit deeper with the clients or they want us to dig in a little bit deeper, then usually that, that a big discovery meeting will be set up with, with me and Kayla or just myself. Got it. So the discovery meeting is kind of the, the point there. Before we move on to asking you about the discovery meeting, I want to just say something for the audience. For, for those that don't know, a CFP, a certified financial planner, that is one of the most robust and highest levels, I would say, of, of education for a financial advisor. Investopedia is a, is a great website where you can go and, and find out if you hear an acronym or you hear something on this, on this podcast, or if you hear something in the news that you just don't know what it is, Investopedia is a great site to go and find that out. And if you go look up CFP, 
Investopedia will tell you that it is a tough and rigorous accreditation. So for both of them to have that is fantastic. So I just wanted the audience to know that before we moved on, because that's no small feat. This, the CFP exam is, is brutal. Yeah, and I'm I'm really blessed to have Kayla in here that also has that and has had that training as well because I do know that questions that uh, I may not be in the office to answer if I'm busy doing something else, mm-hmm. she's got the skill set to answer those questions. So she does a phenomenal job as well. All right, that's fantastic. So I've called in, I've gotten you know I, I talked to Taylor and then I'm talking to Kayla and Kayla's like, yep, this is a this is a, a good thing. We should have a discovery meeting because of your questions and the the things that I presented to her. So now I'm going to meet with you for this discovery meeting. What am I going to need to bring with me? What am I going to need to know? What are we going to talk? That's a great question because I would say that by the time someone's made the call to us or reached out to us, that's a huge step because I do feel that a lot of people, they may be, they might be hesitant to call a financial planner. They they don't want to be sold something. They don't necessarily want to tear their lives apart. They don't want to feel like um, vulnerable. And quite frankly, when you're, when you start really laying out in depth, what your financial picture looks like. That's a huge point of vulnerability for most people. So the fact that they've gotten as far as to give us a call, uh, we take that really seriously. Mm-hmm. And we take that that level of trust in, in us, at least, to, to reach out and get some answers. We take that very seriously. Uh, but the discovery meeting, uh, one thing I would, I'd want anybody listening to know is that first meeting, we are not selling anything. There's no paperwork that is going to be signed. There's no uh, There's no push to do business together in the future. The discovery meeting is really just that. It's us discovering what is, what's going on with this potential client uh, and also the clients, quite frankly, discovering what, what it is about us that would either make them choose to want to work with us or not. We're not the mm-hmm. perfect fit for everybody. And so it's a, really, it's a two-way conversation about you know, what, what, are, what, are, what are we trying to accomplish? What is the main – because there's usually one main pain point or one main issue that's driven them to pick up the phone to call our office in the first place. And we want to make sure that we address that. But also, you know, we can get into the, the type of documentation that we do want to go over during that discovery meeting. But if clients are going to do that, or, or potential clients, they're making a massive time investment to come in and, and sort of open the books for us like that. And so we want to make sure that the time they've spent, the energy they've spent to do this is going to be worthwhile for them. Now, I, I know that you, just in knowing you and speaking with you even off air, you guys do a great job of making sure the client is taken care of in totality, meaning every aspect of their life financially, uh, whether it be yeah. property that they own, or, you know, maybe they've got kids and grandkids and they want to, you know, secure their future. Maybe they're a small business owner. So there's a lot involved in that. And I think that if anybody were to take a step back and say, what documents would I need to, to help this team order my life? Right. I mean, get me back on track or get me on a, in a, in a track that's going to help my kids and my grandkids and generationally, uh, anybody would say there's there's a lot of stuff that they probably need. So can you kind of go yeah. over some of those things with me and with the audience so that they're aware of what you're looking for? Yeah, and I would say the first thing is not necessarily even the financial documents. I mean, I know when we first sit down with somebody, there's a lot of key points that I'm getting into before we even start talking about money. You know, what are their goals? What are they trying to achieve? What is their value system? What's important to them? Uh, I want to know what some of the best and worst decisions that they've made uh, financially or otherwise are. Who are the key relationships, the stakeholders in their lives that are depending upon them? Mm. Um, who are the other advisors they work with, their attorney, their CPA? What do they like about that relationship? What don't they like about that relationship? You know, what do they expect from us from a service perspective? Because, you know, we have clients that, that uh, don't want to hear from us all that much. You know, every six mm-hmm. months, they're, they're comfortable getting a phone call. We go over some things. And, and they've, uh, particularly pre-COVID, we had some clients that were doing a lot of overseas travel. And they would say to me, Brent, when I'm home, man, just shoot me a text or an email. And, and that's how I 
want to deal with you because I'm so wiped out. Now it's a little different in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. But And we have other clients that want to talk to us every week. And so it really depends on where they are. So what they expect from us. And we'll also say what we, what we expect from them as well as clients because – it is a two-way street for us to do the best job that we can on their behalf. You know, there's certain things that we need to know, and there's certain there's certain areas that they need to be open with us about. And then finally, is what what is the again back to that main driver? What caused them to pick up the phone in order to come in and sit down with us? And then we dig into the into the financial stuff. And I would say that, you know, having done this now for 12, 13 years, in this end, I would it's probably about you know 70, 80 percent of the time that we might have during that discovery meeting has nothing to do with money because someone can come in and say, here are my investment accounts. What do you think? And I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea. What, what, what are these, what are these assets trying to do? What mm-hmm. are they trying to do for your life? Um, even you can even, you can go from A to B. You want to own us stocks, for example, there's tons of different investment vehicles that you can use to own us stocks. But which one's going to be better for you, For even purely from a psychological standpoint? Some people want to see a lot of individual stock tickers. They want to know the companies they own. Some people don't want to see what's, you know, what's happening in the kitchen. They just want the meal. So perhaps you know, they, don't, they don't care as much about that stuff. But, um, so when we get that question a lot, you know, here are my investments, what do you think? And the answer is, I don't know yet because I don't know you. Got it. Well, that's and, a great and a lot of the t- And a lot of the time is being spent on, all right, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? All right, so let's talk about that. We'll come yeah. to back back to paperwork later. So sure. when when you're sitting down with somebody and, and talking about goals and values, those are the first two things you really said. Goals yeah. and values. What are you asking them? What do you what are you trying to get out of them? I want to get out of them what is really important to them. And I view goal, goals and values are different things. The goal is what you want, what it is you're trying to accomplish. The value is the driver. That's the why. Why do I want to do this? And those are different. Those, those goals and values obviously are different for everybody. But I want to know what the what what those key drivers are that's impacting their decisions. Uh, because if we do that, then we can best figure out how to organize those dollars and those resources to line up with, with what those specific goals are and also support their value systems. I mean, a lot, if you view money and investments as stored energy, which I do, then you expended a lot of your life energy in order to accumulate these assets. So we, we better invest them in a way that's going to support what your core values are and what drives you. Um, and so I really want to know what, what those, what those values are, because quite frankly, just from a, might be getting too granular for the point of this podcast, but there are certain clients I won't invest in certain companies for because I know it might run con- contrary to what their value system is. Mm. Uh, and there's, and there's other, there's other clients that I know that, you know what, just make me, just make me money. And, and there's, and there's always, there's two sides, there's two sides of that coin. I mean, one, you know, one person's, uh, one, one person's you know, company or, or organization they might have a big big issue with, and other people just don't feel the same way. I mean, that's a really subjective measure when I say that. I'm not saying that some companies are better than others in, from, a, from a pure value standpoint, but people's perceptions of those companies can be very different. And quite frankly, I don't, I don't want... I don't want um, I don't want stock if we're doing individual stocks for clients. I don't want a company to show up in a client's portfolio that I know is going to run, you know, is going to be the antithesis of what what it is they believe and and, the, and that belief system is what helped them to make that money in the first place. So I want to support that. Oh yeah, and and I appreciate that because I can I can tell you from personal experience um, that we've had family members die of cancer. Uh, my grandfather specifically, and he was a. a you know, decent drinker, if you want to call it that. Uh, but he also yeah. smoked for a number of years. And my mom absolutely despises anything tobacco, anything. Yep. I mean, it just, it is a, it, it makes her skin crawl. So, uh, 
that's perfect because if you were it, to invest in big tobacco, you know, uh, on her behalf with her money, she would be furious. She would be, you know, livid. So I love the fact that you take that into consideration and, and that that's something that you're thinking about on behalf of your clients. It is because, uh, because I, I don't want to, I can't imagine if someone, you give me a very specific example here, but if someone had a situation like that in their family, they don't, they, well, I, my job is to try to make their, their life simpler. My job is to try to ease their mind. My job is to try mm-hmm. to, to, to bring them some peace around their finances. And all of a sudden the statement comes in at the beginning of the month. It's like, what? <laughs> he yeah. took my money and did what? Yeah. And I, I want to avoid that at all costs for sure. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure we're getting into the weeds a little bit. I know that this is yeah. really the discovery meeting, but also values. I don't know if I want to call them values change, but the, the, and let's just call it what it is. Values do change and, yes. and things that you hold dear changes. And so I'm assuming that you're, you know, when we talk in the next podcast about what it looks like to be a client, and, and I know that you guys are meeting and you, you spoke a little bit a moment ago about some of your clients want to meet, you know, twice a year, they want to text or they, maybe they want to meet four times a year because of how complex their situation is. But I know that things change, right? Life events happen and that can change those values. Like having grandkids, that was a huge thing for us. My wife and I, my wife went nuts. Uh, she, I mean, she went absolutely bonkers. Most of my retirement's gone now because she spent money on the grandkids, you know. <laughs> yeah, but those true. types of things change. And I'm assuming that's that's what you want your clients to be talking to you about. And, and even the prospects that are sitting across the desk from you, they need to be open and say, hey, you know, things do change. We, we need to have that open communication. Very true. And, I, and I, I truly believe that if I'm doing this business correctly from the discovery process where we're just getting to know somebody all the way down through once they've been established as a client and then, you know, and, and eventually years down the road, uh, they, I feel like the clients that we work with is part of a big, giant extended family. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10 or 15 percent of, of any given conversation, unless we're dealing with a specific issue, that's different. But in terms of the, the check in calls and things like that, 10 percent of it might be money. You know, it might be, hey, Brent, yeah. what do you think about this specific investment? or what's going on here but otherwise it's, it's about what's happening in their lives you know personally professionally what's happening with their family members and those are all the really key things that we want to focus on and spend time on yeah that's fantastic all right so you've talked about goals and values and, and you, you get to know these folks more on a personal level i hate to get back to it but paperwork wise Everybody's yeah. got a junk drawer of some kind. I, I, I know I speak for probably 80, 90% of the audience. What are they going to need to kind of wrangle up and, and get ready for you to have this conversation? Because obviously, even though only 10 to 15% of it is about the money, th- you've got to be able to base some of your thoughts and, and, and uh, decisions off of what they have to present. A hundred percent. And this is usually one of the biggest hurdles for people because it's not fun. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. So what'll happen is we've set this discovery meeting. Now you're going to come, we're either going to meet by zoom. You're going to meet in the office here with us uh, or you know, some combination of meetings. Usually it will be Kayla or Andy will be sending out an email of all the information that if we get it ahead of time, can make the, the meeting, the first, that first real discovery meeting together really productive. Mm-hmm. But in many cases, until until you know, someone's had a chance to know me or, and, and know what the organization is about, what it is we're trying to do, they don't want to give us this information. You know, the first the first meeting can be, can be about really getting to know us as well. So they may not provide all this, but we want them to have this information ready during that first meeting so we can address it. The first would be any recent financial statements, you know, whether it's existing retirement accounts, uh, taxable investment accounts, that type of thing. How much cash is in the bank you know what are that was that emergency fund look like mm-hmm. um again we talked about uh you know iras and 401ks and things like that but other employee benefits you know do you have group life do you have disability is there a pension that's out there somewhere 
real estate holdings are, are normally a very large part of a, of a person's net worth or client's net worth. So we want to know what's the property they own? Is there a liability? Is there a mortgage attached to that? Long-term care insurance. We want to talk about that. Uh, we don't sell property and casualty insurance, but we really spend a lot of time focusing on, on what that can do to protect you. So what kind of property and casualty coverage do you have? And then anything else that, that may be useful this conversation, particularly for you know, smaller business owners or family business or mm-hmm. family businesses, uh, what does the succession plan look like? What happens if something happens to one of the key key partners or, or principals within the company? You know, and I will ask the question. It's uncomfortable, but okay. What happened if if uh, the, you know, the, God forbid, the the worst thing happened last night? What goes on at that point? Because we want to get we want to get an an idea of uh, what estate planning, if if anything has been put in place at that point, and what that looks like. And yeah. getting all that together, it, it is daunting. And I know that when you know, if either Kayla or myself has that initial you know phone call to either answer a question or set up a deeper a deeper dive. We're going to tell them, hey, it's not really fun to, to dig through that drawer that you mentioned and get all this stuff together. But for I, I'm, I'm a true believer that to get where you want to go, uh, you've got to you've got to really have a clear picture on where you are now. I think in the first podcast, the line I used was accept reality. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. look at rea- look at reality today and move forward. And and to get the most accurate picture of what reality is today, I, we got to know the stuff. We got to know what's going on. We got to know where the money is. We got to know who gets what. We got to know where where you're protected from an insurance standpoint, we also have to have some, get, begin to get an idea of where you might be very exposed and what can we do to fill those gaps in. And it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat that and and clients uh, clients when it's done, they thank us for it. If they've never really gone down that path of gathering all this information, it can be daunting on the front end for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I understand that, but again, for you to be at your peak performance, if you will, You've got to have all the info, and, and I think that anybody who's seriously looking at making a change in their life, uh, whether it's changing from one advisor to another or changing from no advisor to an advisor, they're going yeah. to realize that very quickly, too. So I think that that's a fantastic way to approach it, and I, I know that you'll do the best with the information they can provide. I'm one of those guys that you'd, you'd have to bug constantly and say, hey, you know. Let me let me talk to your wife because she'll get you to do it right, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind sure. of thing. And, <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll, I'll find that info for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I, I think we all need that in our lives. That that accountability is is key. So l- let me ask you this: one of the things that you mentioned is in this meeting. Also, you're looking at kind of expressing what your expectations are of the them as a client if they decide to be a client, and also that you're going to tell them what they can expect from you. So let's talk about those two things. What are sure. you expecting from somebody sitting across the desk from you, and, and then what should they expect from you? That's a great question in terms of uh, what we expect from from clients and what they can expect from us. Uh, what we expect from our clients is in understanding that, that everything that we're doing from an investment standpoint does involve and and has a certain degree of risk risk in it. If I'm telling you to keep cash in the bank, there's risk involved in that too. You're losing some purchasing power. And and that's important because I don't want anybody either listening to this or anybody that, that works with us to think that we're magicians because we're not. The markets do what the markets do. And our job is, is to make the best decisions we can within the context of assets that mm-hmm. do move around quite a bit and can be very volatile. Um, so I think the expectations to us are that we that we do our best to build portfolios that are going to serve them and they're not tomorrow, but over a longer period of time. So that's really important. The other ex- expectation I think that's, uh, that the clients should have for us also is that we provide a really high level of service. I think that that the when we're dealing with someone's finances, we're dealing with something that's, that's so integral to their life that impacts 
every aspect of their lives. And they need to know that, that we care about it um, as much as they do. And we're focused on it as much as they are. And, and what's important to me is whenever even we sit down, and this will be more toward our next conversation, but when we sit down and do regular progress meetings or even quick check-in phone calls with clients, um, my big question is always, what can we be doing better? Are, are, we, are, you get, are you getting value for your dollar here? Is this relationship working for you? Uh, what can we do differently? And we're constantly, constantly checking in to see if there are areas that we might have missed something or we might not have, uh, you know, we might have dropped the ball in terms of, you know, communicating on an ongoing basis with our clients. And that, that's really, really important that we're providing the level of service that, that our clients deserve for sure. And so I, I don't know if that answers your question, Eric, but those, yeah. are, those are two kind of big, big points there for sure is that, you know, clients from our standpoint, they're transparent, they're open, they're honest about where they are, they're honest about what their expectations of us are. And from our perspective, it's, it's really just uh, servicing them to, to the greatest degree that we possibly can and aligning these financial resources with the goals and the values that are most important for them. And, and I think for anybody to consider you their trusted advisor, they have to be pretty doggone open communication wise right yeah. we, we spoke earlier about you know the grandkids that i've that i've got now um but you know maybe you've got a wedding coming up or maybe you you know you you're thinking about purchasing that vacation home or, or a boat those are the types of things that you, they should probably really be communicating with you so that you can help them say hey look okay is this part of the overall plan or is this something new if, if this is a, a surprise kind of thing then then let's figure out the best way to to make this happen for you in a in a fiscally responsible way i would assume yeah, and that's and that's you. We're getting more into the uh, the client engagement side, but all of all of our planning is really goals based planning. Yeah. So it's the the target is not is the S and P five hundred going to go up or down this year. It, it's it's what is the goal that I'm trying to accomplish, and when am I going to try to do it? And given what we know or what we believe we know about the world, what's the probability we're going to meet those goals? So whenever mm-hmm. there's a big change in terms of what's occurring in people's lives or a big um, something unexpected comes up that's going to demand some of these financial resources, the sooner we know that, the sooner we can align the plan to, again, prioritize those goals that are now most important to clients. Yeah, absolutely. But the other thing I would add really quick in terms of Eric, in terms of an expectation that clients should have of us, this, and I keep coming back to this, is, is we can we make this simple. And there are times where I can be very guilty. You know, I'm, I'm CFP, you mentioned that. I'm also a CMS, Certified Investment Management Analyst, which means a math geek, you know, for finances, mm-hmm. basically. I can get down to the weeds on this stuff and we can start talking about all this. And I, I kind of like that and enjoy that. <laughs> but, you know, some people's eyes will glaze over sometimes. But my, but my job, what I always am trying to bring myself back to, and some clients like doing that, by the way. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they want to dig into the numbers and really drill deep in that. I'm, I'm, I love doing that. Our, you know, the reason this podcast is, is Smart Money Simplified is because I, one of the greatest things I can do is take what some people look at as this foreign language and try to make it in really simple terms because it's really not that complex. The first mm-hmm. podcast, I said, we're not splitting atoms and we're not splitting atoms. Uh, and I want people to really understand that and that, we, and that we can break this down into very, very simple concepts. Well, I, I know that we, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of asked some questions that kind of started to scratch the surface on our next podcast, but the next mm-hmm. podcast really is, okay, so somebody sat down with you, they've gone through the discovery, and it's a good yep. fit for both of you. They're becoming a client. They've decided to, to work with you and your team, and that's what you're going to cover in the next podcast. So I'm, I'm excited to do that 
with yeah. you. I appreciate it. But there's one more step before that happens. I don't, oh, please. I don't want us to wrap Absolutely. up just yet. Yeah. So, so after we've done this discovery meeting, basically now we've gathered information. Now we know what's happening in, client li- in clients' lives. And we know the resources that are there to support what their goals and their vision for their life is. Then we go back and, and for, for our clients to come in or people that refer to us, we're going to put together a basic plan of attack for them, whether it's with us or, some, or somewhere else, because in nice. some cases it is. There may be a better team that's better suited for them than, than what we do in here. And so we will sit down with them after that discovery meeting and lay out if they'll be working with us in the, fu- in the future, what that investment plan is, what it is, the direction that we would like to take their financial lives to support the rest of their life. But sometimes we're just not the right fit, and that can go both ways for sure. And then we'll try to give them uh, some really key points that they need to address moving forward, whether it's you know whether it's with the per- person that they might be working with currently, mm-hmm. or if they're doing it themselves, uh, or if they're looking to go elsewhere for an, for another opinion as well. I, I want. I'm coming back to that that idea when I said if people are going to dig in and get this much information, I want the time they've spent to do that to be valuable to them. And not every conversation we have leads to leads to someone becoming a client or us working with somebody. But I want I want them to believe that the time they spent in order to go through this will be valuable and they can take this information that they've gathered. They can take some suggestions that we might have had as well and take that back to, again, who they might be working with now or who they might be working with in the future to at least have some guidance. But if they're going to be working with us, that's when we start talking about now moving the process forward, moving the ball forward. And that, of course, this is the financial services business. It involves some paperwork. Fortunately, 90% of it now is electronic signature. It's a lot easier to get all these documents in place than it, than it ever has been in the past. But that's when all of a sudden we start seeing, you know, documents that need to be signed, assets that need to be moved over here uh, towards our team, and then implementing that plan. And so that's the, and that's then when we come now, we're engaged as a client. Once that, once the paperwork's done, once the signatures are, have either dried on the paper or have, are up in cyberspace electronically, that's when the team gets to work in terms of, you know, onboarding these, onboarding now what were prospects and, and now have become clients. And that's what I really want to spend a lot of time talking about during that next podcast. All right. Well, let's do it. I appreciate the time that you spent with us today and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that next podcast. As well, I'm really enjoying these conversations we're having. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Again, Brent, thank you so much for your time. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Smart Money Simplified podcast with Brent Mikosh. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brent comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at MP Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Money Simplified Podcast. Have any questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.smartmoneysimplified.com or give us a call at 602 255 0555. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available.